had been seeing that, you know, everyone's doing, not everyone, dumb people are doing the, like, Drake, what's it called, the Tussy slide or whatever. Yeah, he has, like, a dance. That sounds terrible. Slide to the left, slide to the right, that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Drake, just in his fucking genius, is like, yo, everyone's in quarantine. Uh, I'm going to make a dance challenge and a video Mm. that then is done at his house. Because remember, Drake was tested positive for coronavirus or some shit like that. Really? Or he he came in contact with it or whatever or something. Yeah, remember, Drake had to, like, like... Had Are you quarantine. sure that wasn't just like a like a bar he was writing? Because that sounds like something he would rap. Like I just yeah. tested positive. I just tested <laughs> positive COVID nineteen. Life is good. Two C slides. That does sound like a Drake line. No, uh, Drake apparently was in contact with someone a few weeks ago and then had to go in quarantine for two weeks. I actually, no, I take that back. I don't think he actually had coronavirus, but still, whatever. He took this time to then do a video in his house of like, oh yeah, look at me just like, you know, doing a quarantine video. And it's a video for this like, Tussie slide, or whatever the fuck it's called. Tootsie slide. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Tussie slide. Tussie slide. It's literally called the Tussie slide. Like, oh my God. Which is, yeah. yeah. Which is really funny in German. Um, uh, so, yeah, his his house looks like, at least to me, like a villain in some like new Bioshock game. It's like like one part like <laughs> very like Art Deco, but then if it was like... Art Deco done by a rapper, obviously. Like they're just like NBA <laughs> jerseys everywhere, but then also like really like like you know uh, the framing of things on the wall are done in like an Art Deco style or whatever, and just like everything oh, yeah, is yeah. marble, which is just so ridiculously unnecessary. And my uh, yeah, no, 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 my no. my introduction to the Drake, like my first time seeing the Drake pictures, and my last was a tweet. I don't know who tweeted it. Was that Drake's house looks like the third best hotel in Qatar. Which, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like That's deeply funny. uncanny. Like, I I think his whole career, which is why I'm kind of fascinated by him, is like I'm a. He's like, uh, his whole life is like I'm doing what a rich person should do, which is get this like gaudy house. Like, oh yeah, 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 mm. yeah. It's it's definitely that. But it doesn't have like his own like style or taste. I think he's just filling it up with yeah, exactly like you said. Like it's a reflection of something that's supposed to look cool. No style. It's like a meme that's been xeroxed a hundred times. It's glowing. Has glowing. It's, a, it's, a, it's a it's an alien trying to emulate like hello fellow humans. I am rich and cool. Yeah, and that's it. Like I mean, I think Rob first perfectly put it that then Drake's entire career has always been emulating that. Like there was a period where Drake just sounded exactly like Lil Wayne. And I could not tell them apart on songs, like, especially on, oh, fuck. Like, around that era where then, like, Drake was in, like, Young Money and whatnot. When that, when that was still a thing, like, I could not tell Drake verses apart from Lil Wayne verses half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, like, I mean, like, I think Drake's house is, like, $100 million or some shit like that. Like, and just seeing all of that, like, you know, money, material, and all that just being completely put to waste in this gaudy fucking mansion for some rapper who's just, like, been mediocre his entire career. (laughs) I don't know about that, Nick, all right? Because, like, seven days ago, someone uploaded to YouTube, Drake Tusi Slide, slowed and reverbed oh hell yeah set it to a set it to a bunch of like anime girls dancing (laughs) 
<laughs> it's got 5,000 views. <laughs> Only? That's not enough. <laughs> uh, other people, other videos on his channel, like Kendrick Lamar, Swimming Cool, Slowed and Reverb, set to Anime Girls Dancing. <laughs> that's got 2,400. 240,000 views. There we go. That's it. So, yeah, so you know, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Um, uh Send it that. Send all those videos my way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> are the uh, are the videos also slowed down so I can see anime titties like you know going up and down <laughs> in slow motion? No, it's also ninety anime's nineties gir- anime uh, girl. Okay. So it's like it's that. that. So it's like that whole like Simpsons wave thing. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it is a bit of that yeah, going on but like i'll send you afterwards i don't Thank know you. I'm, not, I'm not here to judge all right yeah all i wanted to say with that is just like uh appropriate all wealth and that was like the tip of the iceberg for me after all this is that like drake is yeah like quarantined in his house but his house has like a fucking basketball court and like you know when drake rapped about that he like he like like doesn't see other parts of his house or whatever. I fucking believe him now. Like, mm. I guarantee you he's lost all the time. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> We're imagining sad Drake lost in his own house. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly corner, Spatey. Uh, we are once again uh, utilizing the internet, internet, internet. Internet, internet. Uh, cyberspace, cyberspace. Uh, to uh, you know, give you uh, your your weekly your weekly corner spatey. Uh, it's myself, Nick, joined by Kieran. I'm surfing the web, <laughs> Rob. Hi, folks. And Yulia. Yay! I'm here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, check out my angel fire. <laughs> And uh, we're here to talk about, no, not that feeling that you get in your tummy when it's rumbling. No, we're talking about the country of Hungary. (laughs) Oh, wow. Did you prepare that? Like, Did you sit like all day to prepare that? (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, I didn't do that. We just see the giant whiteboard in the background. That's why I blurred my background. The same. Um, you know. yeah, this is another classic installment of our right wing uh, party series. Which ones have we done so far? Oh God, um, we've done AFD. We've done mm-hmm. um, Golden Dawn. Mm-hmm. We've done. Um, we did the pedophile party from Norway. Um, and I yeah, guess Austria half counts. We, we talk yeah, about Austria always half counts. Like, yeah. voice. Let's be real here. Speaking of the other half of Austria, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yes. Just imagine so they would go like get back together. Please no. That's and then it would be like. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No. Yeah, I just I. Actually, I would like to see that because if it was just the combination of modern Hungary and modern Austria with their current borders, like it's not, they don't even own like Slovenia anymore. It's, oh, that's just a Czech Republic. Yeah, that's just sad, guys. Pull it together. <laughs> uh, even though, if it, like, if you like asked Hungary, they would like to talk to all of those countries again. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that chart we found ages ago that was like, 
76% of, like, Hungarians want to annex another portion of another country yep. beside them. Like, yeah. That's sick. Uh, <laughs> Let's take Romania. Well, oh, yeah. All of Transylvania should be there. Yeah. According to that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Right. So, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, um, I guess there's a bit of a profile for Des, but also just Hungary and Orban. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sadly, because there's, all these... a, there's a reason we're doing this party profile now. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. it's not because it's it's getting to summer, and we want to add another addition to the hot men of Europe calendar. <laughs> <laughs> if you open to April, Ooh, you see DJ Matteo Salvini. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when Orban was younger, he wasn't bad looking. Did yeah, I just say I'm that? So... I'm sorry, but he was also. <laughs> not as far white right wing like you know no no yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that yeah. um yeah hang on i'm still looking up pictures of young victor orban attractive mm-hmm. i mean oh okay yeah they okay. call me young orban i i feel like i was a little bit catfished because no i saw that one photo where people were like damn young victor orban could get it and then like mm. i actually looked at more photos of him like when he's giving that speech that he got famous for in 1989, and he just kind of looks like a like a nerdy kid. He does. Wait, I have to see it again. <laughs> I just remember the oh, hot yeah, photo. Victor Orban's very famous bussy speech in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is just going to literally be <laughs> looking at pictures, trying to find pictures of hot Orban. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep putting in hotorban.com and it just won't work. <laughs> Anyway. But now he looks scary, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 now he's a fair enough. Thumb, but, um, <laughs> right, so yeah, the reason we're talking about uh, Hungary and Orban and Fidesz, as much as you can separate those three concepts today, is because on March 30th, um, the MPs of Hungary voted in the coronavirus bill. Mm. Uh, a document with no expiration date that allowed de facto autocratic rule by decree. So, hooray! Yay! Yay. And this is the only country who doesn't have an expiration date for these kind of measures. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. In uh, your the EU, oh, you know, I was gonna say, you know, Turkey kind of does, but then it's always in the like, EU. You have to, you have to fight. Tur- Turkey has to fight terrorism, which will always exist. <laughs> always, as long as there are Kurdish people as, around. Yeah, as long as there are non-Turks in this world, by uh, fucking God. As long as I am terrified of things, by definition. Spooky Kurds. Um, yeah. So this. This uh, this bill in Hungary, um, like a lot of little fun stuff like this. But basically, the parliament is kind of like useless now because yeah. um, Viktor Orban can just make rules and do them. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Uh, I mean, they already had like a supermajority in parliament, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, um, the other great things that exist with this is the. Um, two to five year jail sentence mm. for fake news or distortion of facts. Mm-hmm. Um, the important thing to note with this is that they already had like disinformation legislation mm. um, that was less punitive and no one has really explained why those laws weren't good enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, Hungary is already like on one of the last places when it comes to um, freedom of press. So like in mm. the in Europe, 
So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always talking about Europe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can top uh, that. Ah, uh, Yulia, actually, Bangladesh is rated lower than Hungary is. <laughs> look, look, we set the very high benchmark yeah. of Bangladesh. <laughs> I have no idea where Bangladesh is located. Actually, they're probably located higher than Hungary I, is correct. I actually think they're probably better. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um... Let's see. One of the fun things has like caused from this, which is, um, oh yeah. So the um, some guy that I'm not going to be able to pronounce the name of quite correctly, Gabor Magyada, who is a, a researcher at one of Orban's pet think tanks, mm-hmm. which we'll get into why those exist, mm-hmm. um, said with reference to the independent journalists critical of the government. Uh, government's response to the pandemic, he said, I would suggest there are arrests in a crisis like this. <laughs> then later said, J.K. Lawler was only joking. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and actually this also like, um, I mean, uh, this also affects um, the information that goes like um, about the coronavirus that like the the, hmm. the population receives. Um, so like, because there's also like, I think it's pro- prohibited for healthcare and medical workers to talk about it in any yeah. way. So that means that also like the healthcare um, like agencies, they are not allowed. Um, when they ask, they they explicitly ask the uh, medical workers to not give any information to the public. So nice. yeah, so we can only guess if like the numbers are right. <laughs> mm. And I mean, there's uh, before this law came in, there was a lot of like criticism of what was happening in Hungary mm. in terms of. Um, Medical response, um, little to no testing being done, medical staff being underpaid, yeah, yeah, that's lack true. of protective equipment, yeah. uh, a healthcare system that has been like being receiving cost after cost yeah. after cost for years and years. So that's fun. Yeah, with this with this law, actually, um, they are going to raise the wages of healthcare workers, but of course that is not enough. So it's like a twenty percent yeah. raise, as far as I know. Um, a twenty percent raise on one forest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's already yeah. It's it's a it's a health care system that is underpaid. That has been like suffering from a lot of like the ideal of um, yeah for Hungary. But you're kind of like responsible to be a great Hungarian yourself. So like, yeah, uh, Hungary's yes. had uh, one of the like weirdest like post neoliberal economies because it is still yeah. like it is still really neoliberal at its core. But it is, like, also a lot of this, like, if you could, like, put, like, economic nationalism also on top of neoliberalism. Yeah. And you get this, like, bizarre, like, cutting away of the state. But then it's also, like, because you're Hungarian. And, you know, you'll, like, you'll get, like, certain, like, tax breaks for being Hungarian. It's just you. It's just neoliberalism, but every time they ask to explain why they've done this, they say because you're hungry. Yeah, literally, like, like, literally, <laughs> no, it's like no, no. Actually, actually, it's an interesting, like, men, delicious menu out of like um, <laughs> delicious menu. anti-liberalism, anti-liberal, anti-hungry makes. Well, Anti-communism, anti-liberalism, uh, etarism, um, and neoliberalism. So it's kind of like it's it's interesting because it's kind of like typical for this kind of like government that Orban leads. It's or or the, like the politics that he does is like 
ex, uh, I would call it like maybe an, uh, like selective democracy or like, like selective in all of the, the way, like, and everything he does, kind of like the mm. policies. It's like an RPG take... where like you can make the decisions, but at the end, the game is still going to end the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> it still ends in fascism. <laughs> <laughs> but you take everything that sounds delicious to you. You you take advantage of it. So like right. uh, it's the same. We will maybe talk about that later. It's like with like constitu constitutional instrumentalism. You know, like when you, mm. you just use use. You use the structures that you have, you use your institutions, you use like the certain ideas and you turn it into your favor. So that's nice. I'm sorry, constitutional what, constitutional instrumentalism? Yeah. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. That sounds like a made up big word that like death metal bands will, like name a song so they like <laughs> pretend that they're like political. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that system of dance song. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's the like bill that kind of like kicked this off. But since that bill has been introduced, they introduced a new like now that they can rule by decree. Here's like the thing that happened with that new power. So already since They've already March declared 30th. that it is Hot Girl Summer Part Two in April. <laughs> <laughs> that might be in there because um, the following day, March 31st, uh, Deputy Prime Minister Zolt Zemyen? Shemyen? Oh God, I forgot how Hungarian works. Um, it doesn't, that's the joke. All I know is ZS is actually an S sound. The Z is tricking you. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so Zolt Shemyen, I think, Introduced a bill uh, with 57 legislative cha changes. Um, so, you know, Hot Girl Summer Part 2 might be in there. Um, but things that are definitely in there is Fidesz now has direct control of all theaters and art councils. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. For, for culture war bullshit, presumably. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, the, the bill gives Orban the go-ahead to build a bunch of museums in a Budapest park that he's been constantly fighting with the Budapest mayor over. Yeah. Yeah, that's petty. What's, uh, what is what is this, this museum going to be of? I'm, I'm very curious. The Victor Orban Museum yeah. of all his virginal daughters and their white Yeah, shirts. I'm sorry. I can only think of like three things for Hungary. You would either be one, like the culinary disgust that is Hungarian foods. Um, two, something wow. about the Hungarian... I'm just kidding. I don't know what fucking Hungarian food is like. All I can think of exactly. is goulash, and that's not very appetizing. Um, something about then just the crown, or like the Museum yeah. of the Jew, or something like that. <laughs> oh, God. The, yeah, Victor, the Victor Orban Museum for how there's never actually been any communists ever. I was not one ever. I wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 of course not. No, but that um, is actually interesting, because that that, like... It's interesting how much he cares about that. Actually, like I was sent um, a long research paper from like different um, um, uh, members of like the like uh, the culture sphere in in Hungary, mm. um, doing research on like how um, the, the the like. Um, Orban being uh, in power affected them in in their like studies in their researches and how like he tries to actually this is kind of like one of his like can elementa shit mm. <laughs> yeah can elementa of like his whole fucking like strategy of like 
um, how how Fidesz actually like won the election again, but we are going to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yes. so. uh, other things that were included in uh, Shem Yen's uh, 57 legislative uh, changes bill. Um, keep in mind, all of this was to fight coronavirus. <laughs> this is all under the pretest that this, this needs to fight coronavirus. So direct control of the theaters and art councils, that's to fight coronavirus. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, third thing, uh, a bill that also classified documents surrounding the construction of the Budapest to Belgrade train line that um, Orban and all his friends are building. Of course. Um, those documents have been classified for coronavirus reasons. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting because that is also like something so typical, you know, because he loves to favor yeah. businesses that are like friends, you know. So, <laughs> it's, it's just me like, and eleven hundred of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is like a part of like the crony capitalism part, like the weird shit, you know. It's you just like, mean capitalism. Let's not use that. Yeah, word yeah, yeah. I know. Show. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I let's let's not use crony because it's just capitalism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the difference between capitalism and crony capitalism is I fucking have to make friends with everyone I make deals with. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> True. <laughs> Drunk dealer tries to be your friend. Well, I just Thank I just love it. I love it because like that word's thrown around so much in like in like liberal political science because it's mm. all in the background of like you know, liberal democracies and yeah. like see there's mm-hmm. a good capitalism that sends when like you know when when Angela Merkel oh does these bizarre deals with like you know a Romanian construction yeah. company to not build yeah. BEA airport that's normal capitalism <laughs> but, <laughs> but when it's your it's, friends then that's, yeah, that shit's yeah. fucked it's, up. Well, it's when like, it's Orban's seven million Serbian friends. Yeah, and I mean, for like, like in all sense, if you were powerful, you'd want to give deals to your friends. Like, come on, it's like the capitalist version of um, the Soviet Union wasn't communist. Uh, it's like <laughs> everyone's a trot. All <laughs> my. <laughs> uh, Trotsky a Serbian friend. Uh, but uh, okay, so in, in more serious stuff, there was a bill that was going to suspend all municipal autonomy. Yeah. Um, but that was abandoned, which is a common strategy of Orban, where he'll mm. like make a whole bunch of bills with a whole bunch of changes in them, and then like he'll have one being like, I get total control. Uh, everyone has to say my daughters are hot. Uh, we murder everyone with an M in their name. And everyone's like, no, we can't do that. All right, I'll be reasonable. I'll remove the M thing. But I still get complete control. Everyone says my daughters are hot. Um, so like, yeah, he apparently refers to that as peacocking or peacock dancing, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I find very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last one is, or the last big one, because there was 57, I'm not going to do all 57, but... <laughs> The last big one is the bill also bans gender reassignment surgery yeah. and forces all Hungarians to uh, continue identifying with the gender of their birth. <laughs> because you need Virginia. that during Corona. <laughs> <a> coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coronavirus. If I rearrange these letters, it says trans person. It's like, where do you get the T? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're saying that coronavirus yeah. says trans rights? <laughs> Damn! It kills oh. billionaires, and it is a comrade. Yeah, <laughs> I lo- like I I love that because um, remember, like Greece did something really similar too, but because they have like a very flawed democracy, it didn't like go over mm. as well. When they were like, "Oh mm. yeah, coronavirus." Um, 
yeah, the refugees are a real big problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently, apparently they did try that narrative here, but it didn't really work. What? Where, it didn't yeah. work in Hungary, yeah. like the most racist country in Europe. Mm-hmm. I, I think actually, you know, from what I heard of how people described it, it kind of sounded like. Uh, everyone was just sick of Orbit saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> it was just like, oh, and also this coronavirus bill, uh, it, coronavirus means we have to get mean to refugees. And it's like, that's your answer to everything, Orbit. You're like, that's boring. I elected you because you were fun. Connected for when once. I elected you, you were fun. You always yeah, had you new cool. ideas. Shock- shockingly, <laughs> Orban has less leverage, like less flexibility than a New York Times uh, columnist. <laughs> fucking David Brooks can say the same thing every week and get away with it. But Victor Orban, they're like, "Come on, Victor, we need." But <laughs> I think the only difference in that would be is that then Hungary doesn't have any refugees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always just been like a, a a scapegoat, a scare tactic, like the fictional boogeyman. Whereas, yeah. like in Greece, it's like you've got probably one of the largest populations of refugees per percentage yeah. in all of Europe. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, in, I mean, Hungary's na- like national narrative lives from that, saying like mm. they they protect, well, like back then against the Ottoman Empire, we yeah. protect um, Christianity in Europe or the Christian <laughs> Europe, the old Europe, the good yeah. Europe. Yeah, I, I like the idea of just like the the history of Hungary, where we protect. Europe from the Mongol hordes, which we are definitely not a <laughs> yeah. part of. No, they definitely, <laughs> Don't look into that. They definitely saw those like those like Ottoman drawings of those dudes just in a circle fucking each other, and they were like, "Nah, like that's, that's too fucking crazy for us. Can't do that." Yeah, I'll never fly in Europe. Well, uh, I, th- I think I think we're gonna get into it later, but like, what's one th- thing surprising about me, especially in Hungary today, like especially as uh, I don't know what to call it, an outpost, let's say, in this like alt-right uh, worldwide uh, network. Mm. Orban's like, like the biggest yeah. hero on they, Breitbart. Yeah. They yeah. just have more, we Hungarians have more in common with like Americans than, uh, you know, whatever, these these refugees that are coming. Which is just like yeah. that along with the Christian democracy thing, which seems to be mm. like hand in hand with the illiberal democracy. Like, mm-hmm. Hungary isn't even that Christian. I mean, I know there's a, somewhat of a Christian population, but it seems like it's just like forcing these terms like, yeah, we're a Christian democracy. We're just like America. There's no differences between Hungary and America and the UK and whatever and, and Western Europe. Well, that's it like a perfect like protesting a little too much. Yeah, that's like a perfect, I think, segue to then how that kind of all like like forms, doesn't it? Because this is like the idea then of a national Catholic identity. Because remember, it's not even just that they're Christian; yeah. they're specifically Catholic. They're Catholic, and like <laughs> the them in Poland, Catholic. like them in Pol- Poland's also specifically very Catholic. And remember, with yeah. with the fall of the Soviet yeah. Union, that was a big deal because you know uh, John Paul II or whatever the fuck his real name was was a Polish yeah. dude who hated the you know the the Soviet Union and this and that and that and Hungary's Catholic identity is reawoken in I think a quite similar way of that yeah. then it's like see because the Soviet Union and the Warsaw Pact existed and whatnot we had the communist government who forbade us from being Catholic which is not true mm-hmm. at all um mm. There's then this beginning then of like a protest culture that then exists with then being religious and being like hyper reactionary and whatnot. So all mm-hmm. forms of protest are obviously not good. In one, uh, I don't know if it's an interview or a speech, uh, he said that the best Christian democracy, like this term in, in the world right now, is uh, Bolsonaro's Brazil. 
So Ooh. that's that's hmm? who you know, Hungary and Brazil, the the same place. Yeah, yeah, it's the same place. <laughs> that's what I think of. I think of the tropical beaches, women in bikinis. I'm just I'm at home. It's it's Budapest, it's Budapest, baby. <laughs> I, I mean the, I mean the preamble of the Hungarian Constitution says that Hungary is part of Christian. There is no Europe. God but Allah. <laughs> and I really thought you were going to say Hungary is a part of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it, like it's kind of like uh, yeah, it talks about like Christianity as preserving the nation. So like, and this tie like was made very late, as Nick was like stating or mm. claiming rightfully claiming saying what oh my god english <laughs> english is a fuck don't worry i know <laughs> it, it was i think it was uh, it was kind of like really a strategy you know to mm. to get a narrative like for the nation you know something else that people can rally behind <laughs> and yeah. well, like, ukraine's doing the same thing right now too with like the establishment of like the ukrainian we orthodox. have our own Orthodox yeah. Church. Yeah, it's, it's like different. <laughs> the we'll have that character in the in the books that isn't in Russian. That kind of thing that looks like an X with a cross through it. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but then the, the thing too with with all of it is that like at least like Victor Orban's like like honest about then what you know Christian uh, governance would look like. It would be just like full blown authoritarianism. So, yeah. you know, good on you, King, for doing white Sharia. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I guess this last little bit about the current situation is that the um, COVID response has been probably one of the worst in Europe. Mm -hmm. Like, so Our weekly contest of who's doing the worst coronavirus response. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see uh, when this is all said and done, I guess we'll see what's happening. But like... Mm -hmm. The I mean more the kind of like economic relief aspect because there's been mm. nothing for like a, a, a lower strata of workers. Um, like say what you will of Germany, but like Germany has at least said you can now apply for like heart's fear over the phone. Mm -hmm. That's like oh, wow. more than Hungary did. Yeah. Um, Hungary has just given giving out like tax credits to like large and medium sized businesses. Of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> friends. Yeah. All my like, seven million Serbian <laughs> friends. Um and then like Yeah, and then the other thing that Orban did, which is I think we are gonna hear a lot of this around the world if mm. we haven't already, which he's he's kind of said that Hungary is at war with COVID nineteen. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah specifically implied that anyone who opposes him is on the side of the virus in the war, <laughs> which yeah. I find wild. The opposition, for example, that's why they're like, uh, they try to, they try to dismiss it. Uh, like you, you, they try to fight the bill. And of course it was dismissed because they were fighting for the virus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining like Victor Orban imagines the world is just like in, is it Halo 2 or Halo 3 where you fight the flood? <laughs> I, think I, I want them to have like a live action kind of thing like russia had but it's like victor orban <laughs> fighting the oh, virus yeah. <laughs> celebrity boxing well. but it's orban I, yeah. I can't wait in our new reactionary turn to cancel people for palling around with viruses like the dixie chicks they they were soft on virus um, just anybody you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, but all right. It's it, yeah. it's interesting because it's not the first time. Just just real quick, because like uh, it. I mean, he uses these opportunities obviously to 
like gain more power. And it's not the first time because he mm. did that after the global economic crisis to yes. justify like a bunch of unorthodox measures, and, mm. you know, and uh, to remove democratic barriers from yeah his way to executive power. So smart. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that now because yeah. I, I think we should we should get to we should discuss how did we get here? Uh, how does Vitez like basically control this country and allow to do whatever the fuck they want? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to do this and we're just do this timeline in two sections for people listening at home. We're going to go from like 1988 mm-hmm. to 2010 very quickly because that's that's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, but then after 2010, when we get the second, third, and fourth Orban government, we uh, we start to see some things kick off. So stay tuned. Um, <laughs> the most interesting thing I, bet I found about the founding of the party in 1998 is mm. they, first of all, they started from like liberal student activism. Mm-hmm. And I get to find, I actually got to find out what the fuck Fidesz actually means. Mm-hmm. It means, okay, Fiatile Democratic Zov... Vets or something. Anyway, it means alliance of young Democrats. Yeah, it does. The fuck? I know, <laughs> I know this is cheat. This is kind of cheating. Um, but put another one up on the board. Uh, free market liberal party turns into a fascist party. I know. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen. <laughs> that. You know what, Rob? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen that happen before ever. Especially not in like the last twenty years. I well, I, 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 I say it's cheating because like. Wasn't it like in Hungary in 1988 or 89, like saying you're liberal is like saying, yeah, like this, the same thing with the like return of uh, Catholicism or Christianity. It's like everyone would say you're liberal. Like, yeah, we're liberal. We're students. That's what, well, that's what we are now. We're liberal. Yo, me, me and all my, me and all my homies are, are Catholic fundamentalist, free market, whatever the fuck we are. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that much about Orban's. Like I, I just read a little bit online, but like it just seems like. He moved to uh, like he he was in he started the party. I mean, he was, he was included among the party founders in eighty eight and moved to Ox mm-hmm. to study at Oxford in eighty nine. And then, mm-hmm, but with with like money from the Soros Foundation, yeah, by the way, exactly. <laughs> nice pat story. That will come back later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just like it, and then and then it seems like when you know the the changes were happening in nineteen eighty nine, he just seems like oh, I'm a. I'm a young Hungarian uh, studying at Oxford. Obviously, I will go back and be one of the leaders. Like that's my right as a you know educated young Hungarian. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thing, though. Like all those like former Warsaw Pact countries is like you're like somewhat semi best educated people just like magically ended up in government like the next year. Like oh, you I, got a I, degree I, not from the you know uh, 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 I don't even know what schools there are in Hungary, but. Oh, you went to Oxford. Oh, you went to, you know, Cambridge. Well, here's a governmental position for you or a, you know, multinational company. I think uh, uh, Rob put it put it best one time, like a very long time ago when we did the first Mega Rica of just like Eastern Europe, like who be, who became millionaires was just like whoever was the best at wearing suits uh, <laughs> is basically it. Whoever had the um, firmest handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this like whole thing was—it's uh, kind of complicated, especially in Poland and Hungary, with the whole nice mm. story about like the liberals, the '90s, the times of transformation, and people. Everyone was like, "Yeah, I'm a liberal," like Rob just said, because it wasn't—it mm. was very on vogue back then. <laughs> right. Until nice. everyone felt like they got 
fucked over. And then suddenly everyone says like, oh, no, I've never been a liberal. Like, what the fuck? The liberal <laughs> fucked us over. Like the Kanj Kaczynski brothers. Liberal people. <laughs> yeah. I've, been committed, like, I've, read, I've been reading Hayek von Mises from the very beginning. It's the same in Poland. It's the Kaczynski brothers, you know, like they were doing the same shit. They yeah. were like, mm. they were on the round table and the discussions like with solid like they were from Solidarność and you know they were also part of this whole uh, like fuckery after the transformation and I guess Orban also kind of you know and suddenly no one is liberal anymore and they are actually illiberal oh no <laughs> well it's it's like that thing too like the like, good thing that you mentioned Poland because it was like in that um uh, you know, movie of the year, the Stefan Molyhew finds his Polish roots. Um, <laughs> where, they, where he goes to like that, like that freedom bar, and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, we're not fascists, we are libertarians. It's like, yeah, dude, I'd call myself that too if I was a fascist. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, quickly going through this uh, a little bit. So in 1990, we get Fidesz enters the parliament with 6% of the vote. Mm -hmm. uh, this, at this point, they're a member of the Liberal International. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go. 1993, though, is when things start to change. Uh, they move their stated ideology from... <laughs> they move their stated ideology from liberal to civic centrist. The liberal shit, mm -hmm. I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah, civic centrist. What does that, what does that um, even mean? <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> well, I center myself around well, cities. It's civic. Well, it, yeah, it's it's later. It's important. And wait, mm. are we going to 1998 now? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you when we're at 1998. Okay, then um, I talk about citizens and civic centrist. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, this is uh, when they did this in 1993. This is also when Orban is elected as leader of the party. Mm -hmm. And the uh, split, a, a small split happens with many of the like party members moving to Hungarian Alliance for Free Democrats, mm -hmm. which is like the ALDA party of Hungary. Uh, I think still today, or have they been absorbed and crushed? I don't know. Um, but yeah, now we're at 1998. Sorry, Yulia. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, that's when, yeah, Viktor Orban... Uh, became prime minister mm, of the a right wing coalition for the first time, yeah. Um, yeah. And here you can like actually see a big shift. Like they they start to mm, talk about this. Like they they like invent this citizen uh, concept as their like central normative concept, kind of. Mm. So like as a, as a like counter action to the subject of a communist regime. So like the anti-communism gets even stronger during those times. And mm. as a citizen, you are kind of like, it's, it's this weird shit out of like neoliberalism, you know, being an entrepreneur. Uh, I don't know, like, um, but also at the same time, not relying on any welfare, you know. So like, yeah. you're cool, you're a citizen, but that means you are responsible for like being a good citizen. That means you shouldn't end up as a welfare case. Uh... So you should try to like realize yourself in this great Hungarian nation, you know. And if you're if you're like on welfare. You are a failed citizen. <laughs> so. 
And the interesting thing is that actually that concept was like, okay, it was a nice concept stuff, but it didn't give Fides enough of like uh, a profile, you know, it wasn't mm. enough to, to be like a counter movement of like still liberalism going on, neoliberalism, you know, yeah. so let's um, move forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It wasn't enough. Like they, yeah. they become more conservative. Exactly. They, they have four years in government, 1998, 2002. Mm -hmm. uh, they joined the EPP, a move that everyone agrees with now until forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely doesn't cause any problems. Um, yeah, well, the, that's another it, funny point just with the EPP because yeah. mostly the EPP, I know they're just kind of the, they're a mishmash of groups, but a lot of them are the Christian Democ democracy groups around Europe, right? Yeah. yeah and so yeah. Orban too, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he wasn't personally religious. And there's even quotes from like the early debates in the Hungarian parliament about like, you know, like separation of church and state from Orban. And then uh, in the course of the 90s, as they like <laughs> adopt this position of like, I don't know what, mm. what kind of party they need to build to run Hungary. They're like, oh, we're just going to become more Christian again. That's going to yeah, be Yeah, there was a... Um... There's this kind of transition of like when they first start out, like in the early 90s, they're kind of in opposition to the Christian. There is like a Christian Democratic Party in mm -hmm. in Hungary, mm -hmm. uh, but now they're like coalition partners and they have been for a very long time. Cute. Yeah. Um, but OK, that isn't enough. Because in 2002, they very narrowly lose an election to the Social Democrats. Exactly. Um, and immediately accuse them of electoral fraud. With <laughs> um, this wild out. Um, but after losing the... Um, they lost some elections in 2006 as well, which yeah. were the next elections. But then after that point, they start seeing some smaller elections go their way, like European elections, mm -hmm. um, local municipal elections, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, and, that's that's the last time they're in opposition. Yeah, and that is due to, can I talk about that? Um, mm -hmm. To a lot of work they put actually into that, you know, like uh, after like a decade of, like there's uh, actually like a decade of work, especially after the, the election in 2002, they... Mm came up with the rhetoric, as I mentioned before, that the nation cannot be in opposition and they are the nation. So they claim they are the nation. They are what Hungary wants and what Hungary is supposed to be. So they start like actually investing into a lot of cultural infrastructure, building right. think tanks, you know, like uh, mm. think tanks, actually having their own little political philosopher called Andras Lansky or whatever. <laughs> I can't Ooh, name that. Hungarian. <laughs> Pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> Magyar, Magyar, Zsa Gabor. <laughs> well, Gabor is actually, yeah. Um, but he was very, like, inspired by Leo uh, Strauss. Uh, Strauss, mm. Strauss, I say Strauss, whatever. And actually wrote a fucking conservative manifesto. Oh. You know? It was called, yeah. it was called His Struggle, but in Hungarian. <laughs> yeah, basically that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of like political mobilization going on and it, it really, uh, well, it was very beneficial, like coming up with like anti-communism with Eastern nationalist identity politics, you know, like a right. cute little fusion of that. So in this is a message for all the infidels in the capitalist West. This is a message from good ISIS. When we are not establishing communes, 
based on mutual aid in Iraq, in Syria, and the Levant. We are donating $5 a month to our favorite podcast, Cornish Beatty. That is the official endorsement of us, good ISIS, eat your vegetables. For just the mere cost of $5 a month, you can get two bonus episodes per month at the current rate, a bunch of drawings, and some weird live stream stuff, as well as other bonus goodies. Solidarity forever, death to the West. Yes, we both say that. Yeah. Um, Rob, it is time to go into. Um, you did a little research on the Orban family. I, I did. First of all, <laughs> I I didn't go in with any expectations, but once I found this out, everything made sense. Um, <laughs> my favorite member of the Orban family is his fail son, and yes, Victor ah. Orban. Every powerful family. What's the um, <laughs> what's the uh, quote behind every powerful man? There is a fail son. <laughs> well, I have to bring it up. Uh, his name is Gaspar, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems he's the only son. He has four daughters uh, with his wife, and he's the only son. I believe the second oldest. Um, he was a professional soccer player. Um, he's oh. in, so he's apparently he's not very good. He didn't get like a lot of playing time, but he played for like one of Hungary's best teams. And people think it's because the owner of the team is good friends with Viktor Orban, of course. Which team did he play for? Classic move. Um, hold on, I'll bring it up. Just out of curiosity. I didn't remember the name, so I, I didn't pay attention. Um, Ooh. I like, I like Gaspar Orban's um, uh, signature pink flap cap, flat cap. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah he's looking, he, he looks good. Um, <laughs> oh, Videoton. Yeah, Videoton, yeah. Yeah, that's like that, that's that's like easily one of the biggest clubs in um, uh, in Hungary. Yeah, he played for Videoton. Um, and mm-hmm. okay, so that's just classic. Um, you know, your dad gets you a a nice job as a midfielder for Videoton. Broke his leg, so he retired. Um, he's twenty eight, by the way. So you know, fellow millennial. And what he did <laughs> when he retired was start this thing called Felhas. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right which is a new, kind of like a new age religion. Um, <laughs> I thought you yeah. said it was just like a, a hangout for fail sons. Oh, it, honestly, so it could be. Um, so this is why, <laughs> like, okay. Um, it doesn't seem to be particularly big. There are a few videos on Facebook where it's just him and his friends. Kieran, you mentioned the pink, uh, the pink hat photo. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. an interview of the three of them. Like, yeah, talking about fell has this thing we started. And they have this energy of like um, when like three dipshits get like a multi-million dollar startup offer and then they're interviewed like they're these geniuses. They're like, here we are. Um, but in other videos, they're just standing around and being like, they talk like uh, those like new age priests who are like the, um, the, the like personal advisor for like Justin Bieber or Kyrie Irving. They're like, Jesus is swag. Uh, he kind of talks like that. Like this fell has thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jesus would totally be a Nazi. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, it got a lot of do- uh, mysterious donations. Um, nice. So I, I should point out through all of this, I don't know if it's Orban, if it's like Orban Senior or Gaspar, but they don't seem to be super close. Uh, the son kind of says some stuff like, "Yeah, I'm not that close to my dad. Like, I don't agree with him sometimes." Uh, he went to go. He went to Uganda and said he discovered his faith there, teaching kids mm-hmm. soccer, and he said his family uh-huh. was very against that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as we know from the beautiful photo, he is not in that photo shoot with the four daughters. Yeah, um, it's probably because he's not Catholic anymore. True. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. He's Pentecostal. Yeah, it says on, on, on Wikipedia, it says he's Pentecostal, which is like the most yeah. just vile like evangelical yeah yeah yeah. it's definitely the worst of the worst (laughs) what kind of representation does pentecostal church have in hungary is he like the only pentecostal it's probably like him and 12 of his friends like rob said (laughs) so i'm sure there were his friends but he got very high high remarks so like he's a very powerful preacher um so who knows what he was saying um he mysteriously stopped fellhaus or they suspended themselves so they still got they got all that money and i don't know it's just sitting around uh, and he joined the army so he's officially yeah. a member of the hungarian army uh, and victor Orban was there at his ceremony where he became a member wow so there you have gaspar oh my gosh gaspar gaspar yeah there's a very great picture if you google image search him of him like sitting in the bleachers with his, with his dad all looking very sad and not like they're talking to each other while like behind him is like Merkel, and in front of him is um, oh, the president of Austria. Forgotten oh, his name. Yeah, it's it's a very disappointing photo because oh, it's just like Or Orban brings his son to like I don't know <laughs> EU council meeting. <laughs> I don't understand. Don't fucking act oh up. God. We'll go to McDonald's <laughs> afterwards, okay? <laughs> yeah, none of your Pentecostal <laughs> shit. All right. If they do Holy Communion, you take it. He just seems like a weird kid. Like he has definitely like yeah. Hunter Biden vibes of like, no, my family doesn't understand me. Like in some, yeah. in some, he looks like really fash. Not even the army yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, exactly. But when, when he's yeah. when he's wearing like a sweater around his neck and he's like it's very like doctored photo. And sometimes it's just him and his two friends looking really geeky, being like, "We started a new religion." Yeah. Being interviewed in a courtyard. I don't know what to make of it. I just wanted to introduce. I'm this really confused. To <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm looking at the photos right now. Sometimes he does look like a church boy or like a really geeky church boy with like his long hair and the glasses. Or then he's the hot football player. <laughs> and then you, yeah, you're stretching you're stretching the word hot to it's like i know i'm sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's filled with well, hot for other people hot multitudes. for other people yeah i mean like i just i don't understand yeah it it, it is great because also the other like the other photo is like yeah I, I i agree with you there's a lot of different energies here but i feel like the other one is like startup founder um or like the hottest guy in your like secondary school your high school like theater group which is not saying a lot but like yeah he really thought he was the cock of the walk i don't know it's all very strange i would so he's not really in the like oban inner circle um his Mm. oldest daughter is and her husband is basically like oban's jared kushner he's tight with oban and they do Mm. they do a lot of stuff together he's been investigated by i think the so Hungary was investigating him or like he was being sued and then they just dropped the case. Like, yeah, no, he didn't nice. do anything wrong. Mm. And the EU was pressing Hungary to like pick it back up um, because clearly they're, you know, doing crime. Istvan Tibosh has become one of the wealthiest Tibosh. oligarchs in Hungary since his father-in-law, Viktor Orban, returned to power as prime minister. 33. Sorry. They were married in him? September 2013. Um, yeah. Tibosh and a business partner founded the company ES Holding in 2009. Yeah, holding company. That's of great. course, yeah, yeah, he's a businessman. <laughs> he's, just, yeah. he's not a businessman. He is a businessman. It changed its name to Elios Innovative. Oh, he got rich in LED lighting. <laughs> cool. 
Okay, let's, let's, let's get into it. In March 2015... Um, I own every planetarium in Budapest. <laughs> in March 2015, um, there was a report that Elios, so again, the company run by Victor Orban's son-in-law, had won 19 public procurement tenders to install LED light street lighting mm-hmm. in various locations in Hungary. So it was around this LED lighting case that the National Investigative Office uh, launched an inquiry in, based on criminal complaints received from the opposition parties. Uh, so the opposition parties launched criminal complaints into the LED lighting. In June 2016, the National Investigative Office halted its inquiry. Oh, Tibor has subsequently shifted to real estate. He <laughs> of course, in companies of which twelve dealt with real estate. That's also cath- that's also Catholicism. The uh, we mentioned it. luxury hotel. Not finishing luxury hotels is also Catholicism. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> sermon on the mount is you got to make hotels that are just money pits. Whatever T-Borsh, whatever T-Borsh does, it's Catholicism. I, I do think that Victor Orban goes around calling Istvan his his like favorite son and stuff. Um, oh, definitely. Because, oh, um, remember, imagine that. remember when I said earlier um, that in one of the bills passed by decree, um, Orban basically used his new power to put a bunch of museums on a public park that the mayor of Budapest was trying to protect. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some more background to that feud between Orban and that mayor Mm -hmm. is that mayor in 2019 um, presented a proposal called the Tiborsh tax uh, (laughs) that would impose a tax on real estate of value over Uh um, 500 million Hungarian forints. Which people that's two thousand like, dollars in like any like regular currency? <laughs> it's like a, it's a twenty euro, <laughs> um, but it's like it's called the Tiborsh tax because basically all the property over that amount is owned by fucking Istvan Tiborsh. So that's great, and like yeah, so Daddy came to the rescue with his new fucking <laughs> decree power to stop the mayor of Budapest from bullying his favorite son. <laughs> What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, God. Uh, Those dinner conversations must be very weird. Yeah. I feel like uh, T- uh, Istvan versus Gaspar is going to be a very uh, recurring mythos here. Cause, <laughs> like, Istvan is like, yeah, he's a good little business boy, whatever. Gaspar is an enigma of, like, a, a, a land of contradictions. One minute he's, like, someone who might be in the background of, like, Justin Timberlake stage crew. The other minute, he's like a soldier. I don't know. It's all very strange. <laughs> he is definitely a wild card. Yeah. Watch, yeah. Gaspar is going to come out on the other end, just like of the the Jack, whatever his name is, of Twitter, but of Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So now I think we need to get into uh, twenty ten uh, Fidesz because this is when this is when it all kicks off. Um, Put a little little background here is something I actually didn't know before doing the research, but Fidesz is actually like a um, 2008 reaction party. So in in the 2010 election, after about eight years of the MSZP or the like Hungarian Social Democrats running Mm. the shop, um, they, they basically were blamed for handling 2008 really badly. And also imposing austerity before that even happened. Yeah. Like even before 2008, the Social Democrats in Hungary were doing austerity. 
So people hated them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a massive protest in 2006 when an audio recording of the Social Democratic Prime Minister was leaked, where yep. it said he admitted to lying about how rough the economy was so he yep. could do austerity. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Steel barriers were erected around the parliament because <laughs> the know. protests got <laughs> so bad. Um, so yeah, 2010 election comes along and Fidesz sweeps the board. <laughs> yeah, that's why they actually call it like the polling booth revolution. Po- uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how like liberals like to just call everything a revolution, even something that just like is yeah. absolutely horrible. Like, huh? Well, I, I to be fair, I think Brands did that. Yeah. Where it's like. I- Hey, we've added a new spout to your water bottle. We call it the water bottle revolution. Yeah, like it definitely is like a real, like it is definitely like 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 a real like neoliberal thing. Like everything that then is just so like a government changing, like you know, from center right to further right. Like, oh, that's revolution. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, that that is as big a move as adding a new blade to the Gillette Mac Three. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, they have a name for like what comes afterwards. Like, they call it like the system of national corporation or something like that. Like, everything has like funny names. No pussies allowed. That's what it's called. What? <laughs> in Hunga- in Hungarian politics, everything has funny names because I have thoughts on that. <laughs> First of all, I the, so the bill that had like fifty seven things in it earlier that's mm. called a salad bill in Hungarian. <laughs> I that's adorable. That's uh, really whenever cute. whenever Orban introduces something outrageous to later back up on it, so he can get everything else he wants, he calls mm-hmm. that peacocking, which again yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, also, political scientists in Hungary call Viktor Orban, he, he rules by a velvet fist. Yeah, velvet the velvet fist. fist. Yeah. That's, that's very... Ooh. That's oh. kind of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> a little hot no, under the collar here. <laughs> oh, but, um, I'm yeah, sorry, so. I just want, like, I, I, I just want my leader just to completely dom me. Like, I want, you know, want my, <laughs> my, my latex, you know, Binded president. president. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm in latex. Orban's in velvet. Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm bound to a to a table. Oof. <laughs> uh, and the table is relative GDP growth. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Um, so initially, and under, Orban just uh, continuously edging me with fucking austerity policies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's gonna um, seventy bills in three months. Oh God, Daddy, I'm gonna bust. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna amend the Constitution all night. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. But um, just okay. to kind of clearly illustrate, because I think we, we've we've said this before at several times about how much like market forces love when things go very far right way. Because. Yeah. Orban comes to power, and since 2010, under Fidesz, and this is where they get a lot of their like credibility, there's been growth in GDP mm-hmm. uh, in Hungary. The national credit ratings of Hungary have improved. They can borrow more and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some like dodgy number fudging to make unemployment seem less than it is. Yeah, um, I mean, that yeah. works a lot also with like the work program, the policy mm. that he... I don't it know also, if we want to talk about that later. But yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to it, but like right. it's it's definitely a big part of it. I think the other yeah. part of it as well is like the emigration, like everyone leaving Hungary 
It was like, oh, damn, the, the unemployment's gone down. I was like, yeah, because they all left for, like, Austria. <laughs> um, yeah, also, 4% of Hungary's GDP is just EU structural funds. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was talking about. It is true. It's really like they, they know how to use the EU. They need the EU, yeah. actually. And that is the funny part, because it's, like, so polemic about how this is you know the forefront mm. of christian europe um, and christianity and is stealing money from the european union i can actually get behind <laughs> that like that's cool and he's like in a liberal democracy he is in a liberal democracy hungary is in a liberal democracy and how he like uh, and the the enemy like also is in the eu and shit like that and mm. you know the stuff he has said funny stuff like the people are, are always very shocked and upset about uh, like criticizing like the 68 movement and mm. you know like for ruining Europe kind of uh. but he loves that money you know you lo he loves the EU funds he, lose, uh, he, he uses a lot of them like he uses them yeah. for example um, for anti-abortion billboards all around nice. all across the country and it was like kind of money that was, uh, was uh, given to them for like family policies and he was like, yeah, 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 this is family policy. I mean, if you don't abort, we have more Hungarians, so. Yeah. <laughs> the family's big, so, what, what do you want? Family, this is building yeah. families. <laughs> so, yeah. This is all very technically true. <laughs> it is. And yeah. he, knows, uh, he knows how to use all these instruments, you know. You can say all this shit and still get the money. Even though uh, he, like his his friendship party in the mm. EU are now like they they like debating of kicking him out. So yeah, well, they, he still dumbs them with like his velvet uh, fist. So it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is probably one of the big first things they did after 2010. But with their super majority in 2010, Fidesz basically makes a new constitution. Yay. With 2,000 amendments to it <laughs> and passes 200 new laws. Mm -hmm. um, one of these laws made it illegal to settle foreign populations in Hungary, mm. which has been a big foundation of Orban's like, anti immigration. So you mean being, being Hungarian is illegal, then, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Ural Mountains, but this, this land now belongs to. I don't know, some sort of Mesoneolithic tribe that we've forgotten about. I don't fucking know. Proto-Austrians, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, oh God. That's the, that just to me is the funniest thing at the at the core of all of this is that like Hungarians, as we know them now, didn't appear in Europe until like 800, like 800 mm. AD. Like, Jesus. cool. Like in my book, they don't exist. That's just, that's just, you know, you have to at least be here for for two thousand years. That's what Jesus says in the Bible. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Istvan told me that one time I was hanging out. With him. Uh, yeah, but, but like, yeah. Yeah, go on, Nina. No, but actually, yeah, it's good that you mentioned like the majority because that only like gave them, you know, the possibility to change the constitution in comparison mm. to Poland, who also tried something like that, but they didn't have the majority, like a, a, a big time yeah. majority in, in the parliament. So. Yes. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it's one of these things where it's pretty common in European um, countries that like if you get a super majority, mm. you can now change the constitution. Mm -hmm. It's like that's that's in Italy, that's in Poland. It's just that we kind of 
didn't expect to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was the that was the caveat with all of that. I was like, well, if super majority happens. It's, it's probably legit. It's probably not the result of like horrified gerrymandering or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's great. The new constitution is is a good one. Um, fun, a lot of fun stuff in there. <laughs> yes, yeah. Speak. One of the, one of the fun things that they put in there is. Um, Basically, since 2010, along with the Constitution amendments, there's been a series of laws and reforms that led to about 100,000 evictions, mm-hmm. uh, payouts of wealthier homeowners, payouts for wealthier homeowners, and a more infamous uh, criminalization of sleeping in public space at the level of Constitution. Yeah. So, yeah, the anti-homeless bill is one yeah. of the things they bring in. Isn't that specifically uh, to target, like, Roma populations? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, speaking like, of populations that have been in Europe longer than Hungarians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the irony of all of this. Um, yeah, so... I'm waiting for, like, one Hungarian nationalist to, like, listen to this episode, like, in, like, three years. And just be like, fuck <laughs> these guys! Hung- Hungary's always existed. <laughs> and they just at us on Twitter and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you referring to? <laughs> what, 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 what when I'm, when I'm swimming in my fucking, you know... Uh, you know, uh, 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 podcasters uh, bath that I, that we have in our <laughs> fucking podcasting mansion paid for by Putin. Mm. Mm. So I, I'll get all my... Um, I, I won't see the nasty tweet that's sent to me because I'll have like my anime waifu uh, that is now real because of the future. <laughs> they, she filters out all that stuff. It's great. <laughs> uh um, here we get the 2014 election when we start to feel uh, Yabik nipping at their heels. Yeah. Um, although they deal with that pretty quickly. Um, this <laughs> this is also, as far as I can tell, the like first big election where they do the whole like critical media sources are basically destroyed. There's a huge amount of financial support for uh, media sources that are friendly towards the government. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the informa- the like state-funded information campaigns start mm-hmm. happening that are like targeted against George Soros, the EU Commission. Um, yeah. Again, a lot of billboards. I've seen a lot, a lot of, of billboards. <laughs> and it's actually funny because one of the like um, former, like, he was one of the former leaders of like uh, one of the biggest media uh, companies in, in Hungary he was a good friend of Orban. But then they, I don't know, something happened. They they were fighting, <laughs> and now they <laughs> and now of course he is like a persona non grata, and there's a lot uh, of like also like a lot of media about him, like how how he's actually a, a source friend. Oh damn! Like that. Is that like a, is that like his own? <laughs> is that his own personal Gulen? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that like. Something happened, and then it turns out years later that like Gaspar converted him to Pentecostalism. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we are no longer friends. I just hang out with your cool son, or but he's not my son. <laughs> oh god, yeah. So this is um, the interesting thing is I find that like a lot of interviews with like activists in Hungary described the media landscape before 2010 as being like relatively normal mm-hmm. like diverse um diverse range of ideologies are presented at like mm-hmm. all levels like websites newspapers tv stations and how like quickly that all like went um and now we just basically have like well like here tv h-i-r-t-v it's just like 
Orban's great. Everything's brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't it great being Orban's friend, which I am. <laughs> hey, don't you just oh, love God. waking up in Orban's Hungary? <laughs> Sorry, I, I I misheard the S, so I'm just like, don't you love waking up and oh no, Orban's hungry again. <laughs> Start him off with a, a fresh bowl of Margari- Magiario. Part of a balanced breakfast. Isn't the episode of The Simpsons where like Mr. Burns is on every TV channel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is a jolly good day to pass some bills. <laughs> it's just like seventy. <laughs> it's bad. I'm home. What already? <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> uh, but the um. All right. So moving on from that, uh, this is probably one of the fun things that Yulia can tell us more about, but. During, after 2010 is also when we start to see legitimization of like fascism and like a whole bunch of anti-communism stuff ramp up. Um, <laughs> removals of a lot of statues uh, yeah. celebrating figures from Hungary's past. More often than not, they're replaced with the statue of um, Miklos Horthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like I love that. Like there's like they took down a figure of this guy. They took down a figure of that girl of this guy. Like 20 distinct historical figures from Hungarian history all replaced with statues of this one fucking lad <laughs> you can't see that enough huh? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Budapest take the 20,000 statues of Horthytor <laughs> I mean yeah you, you, I mean this you, this is all part of like what I've talked about about this like uh, building a new narrative for the nation you know mm. something that people can rally behind and feel Hungarian again yeah. and something that is strong and and you know like it's a, a bit to consolidate what they have done like in the decade before they won the election again you know mm-hmm. yeah so and uh, a lot of the time the like focal point or the anchor point or like their dreamland their utopia you see the same thing happen happening in poland is like the um uh, what's it called the uh, interbellum years so oh, the yeah, years yeah. between the wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that is a period that everyone likes to kind of like refer to, you know, as mm. as being the land of milk and honey. And this is oh, what we want. This is what Poland wanted. This is what like Hungary wants. And it's, of course, nothing like you can actually refer to, but you make something up like that, you know. Yeah. Because so, um, it, it does seem to be that's kind of the energy they're going for, especially with the statues of Miklos mm-hmm. Horthy. But like... Yeah. Horthy also kind of transitioned, like he didn't like suddenly go away when you got like fascist axis hungry. Yeah, he was like there for a good part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so did that's he, like actively think, collaborate with the Nazis. He did yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I was about to say like I I know I, I know who this person is. Wait, he's got a lot of medals. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh... <laughs> no, that's not. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I got this one for kicking a Roma child. <laughs> this one for drowning no, no. a Jew. I mean, it's, <laughs> but I mean that that works because it's like they can say like, oh, this, but this is kind of like a national hero. You know, you have that uh, stuff happening in Ukraine. You have it in Poland, mm. but still like saying like, oh, but he wasn't a Nazi. Just kind of, 
You know, yeah. you did like some nice uh, stuff for. <laughs> uh, what is it like? All like the former Yugoslav uh, countries do the same thing, where they're like, "Yo, fuck Tito," but there's this Nazi dude who you all really like for our own individual <laughs> mm-hmm. country. Or in the case of Bosnia, there's like, oh, there's like one jihadi who's really fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one MMA fighter. And. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it goes that far that Victor Orban even said and like called him like an ex- extraordinary uh, statesman, mm. politician, and shit like nice. that. I mean, uh, spe- speaking of like rewriting the past, okay, actually, t- two things I want to say before I, I, I'm like, yeah. So the thing about their like anti communism revisionism is. Mm. I also like that the 1956 revolution isn't good enough for them. Like, um, they they've taken down statues of like Imre Nagy. I'm probably pronouncing that name wrong, but he was like the leader of yeah. the 1956 revolution, mm. and that's like I feel like in a lot of like Western interpretations of like Cold War history, that's the part where that revolution was still communist is like ignored. And they just kind of focus on like, oh, they were anti-Soviet, therefore they were anti-communist, and therefore they're cool. But mm-hmm. like, Orban, like Hungary, like Orban's Hungary is like, no, no, this isn't good enough. Put up another statue of Horthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, I mean, I, I feel like he's not like a strong enough figure, you know, that people mm. can, and and it's not, it's still like during the Soviet Union, it's still not something like, it's still not the dreamland you can refer to, no. the utopia you can long for, like, the, it's it's not strong enough to write a whole fucking like, national narrative that yeah, people yeah, yeah. can. It doesn't exist in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Hungary. Hungary's not a real yeah. oh, yeah. the, big, the, the big book of Hungary, where it's like it runs up from uh, from the year 800 to the year 1945, then it's just a bunch of blank pages, and then the 1993 election. <laughs> exactly. Um, the thing, like, I'm just wondering, like, at what point, like, at what point can you just, like, start putting up statues of yourself? <laughs> I mean, I close. That's definitely, like, being, like, That's definitely be like AB tested in like some sort of random Hungarian town. Like there's these two towns right beside each other. One has a statue of Orban. One doesn't. Let's see how they do. <laughs> like, ah, cheese production was up in the Orban statue town. I guess everyone's getting an Orban statue. And then like, okay, the last little thing about rewriting history. And I, I feel like I read an article about this. I was kind of tired, but still... Honor Day. Yeah. Yeah, February 11th, uh, which is, like, this new holiday in Hungary that, like, is basically the who's who of European neo-Nazis who come along to march. So that's fun. Um, I think it's, like, to celebrate... It's, like, the Nazis trying to defend Budapest from the Soviet forces. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the like thing they're actually like commemorating? <laughs> Fuck off! No, they're not. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh god! Yeah. At least like at well, least like, Latvia I, I gets away with it by being like, oh no, they were the national. They were the <laughs> nationalists. They weren't the Nazis yet. Maybe at they were. Who knows? Mm-hmm. This is just like mm-hmm. actually like oh yeah, the Nazis were defending. <laughs> it's it's um, I, I think they they don't mention uh, Day of Honor Honor Day. Um, 
they don't mention I think in the like the government narrative of it, they don't mention the Nazis. They mention um the they eight Hungarians, the, like, Hungarians. Yeah. <laughs> who are like from the Wehrmacht brigades. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the like Iron Arrow Party or something like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They were uh, um they were one of those like groups in the forties, were they not? They were like also like too wackily extreme for the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, so they're they're the ones who are defending the the siege of Budapest, um, which is what the day can um, apparently commemorates. So that's that's fun. Um, so yeah, there's there's a little bit of the rewriting of history. That, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, this definitely <laughs> occurred. Uh, but I also think we should probably do an episode about Honor Day because the people who show up at that, oof, oh, it's... it's- yeah, it's fun. It's like everyone who kind of like collaborated with the Nazis is kind of like, yeah. I mean, you see flags of people like with the regime de Vichy, you know, right? Flags yeah. and shit like that. So yeah, French Nazis. Yeah. You have a whole party in France that's just like dedicated to that now with Fond National or whatever the nice. fuck they're called now. <clears throat> National rally. National rally. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. Yeah, yeah. I forgot they changed. I mean, they name. wear fucking uniforms on that day. They wear like yeah. Nazi nerds. Yeah. Fucking nerds. <laughs> God, <laughs> this is the thing. This but is it, the it, thing it, too. Is that like uh, uh, just neo Nazis of today are just so fucking boring. At least like with, like, like to cosplay. yeah. At least like in the shit with like I mean. I think that it's a good sign to show that then, like, Orban really likes Bolsonaro because, like, Bolsonaro has, like, a lot of, like, fervor and flavor with his, like, fascism that a lot of European fascists, like, don't have, you know? But cosplaying as Nazis is so fucking drawn out and stupid. Like, come on. But actually, like, okay, this this whole, like, commemoration day um, Hmm. started, like, it it was, here's the name again, it was, like, um... It was organized by Istvan Jörkes. Jörkes. He was the founder of a far-right paramilitary movement, Hungarian National Front. And they were, like, hanging out with Russian neo-Nazi groups, training and shit like that, underground fighting and paramilitary moves. This is the the military wing of Jobbik, right? Yeah, I yeah, think this so. Is yeah. The one that, the yeah, yeah, this Front. is the one that then yeah. uh 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 what's his name? Uh former White House fella, also proud <laughs> Hungarian. Oh fuck, yeah. Sebastian yeah, yeah, Gorka yeah. would always wear would Yeah, always Gorka. Wear their, their logo yeah. on like on That's disgusting. And, like that. and Sebastian Gorka <laughs> actually was a part of their party if I'm not mistaken. Seriously? I think, so. I think he was because, part of the like, Oof. That's why. That's why also, he wasn't allowed to have a. Um, he wasn't allowed to have White House clearance because he's technically a member of a of a yeah, European party. He's a Nazi. No, not just that. He was. <laughs> also, because he's a member. He of was European actively party. a member of a European <laughs> political party. I think that was one of the main reasons why he wasn't allowed to get a um uh whatever it is the White House pre- like the clearance to work in the White House. So he was just like an on site mm-hmm. like uh, uh what's it called. Um, like advisor to Trump, but he wasn't allowed to actually be in the White House. Oh my God! The- anyway, the, the, the leader Gyorkos, he was yeah. like sentenced to life in prison because he killed a police officer. Hmm, conflicting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just want to add that 
Hungary is like kind of a hot spot because it has this image of like I don't know, kind of like Poland, but you know, the the guys the right like are they, they somehow mm. seem to be pulling it mm. off or like they have more control. It is kind of a hot spot for this alt right, this international alt right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys heard of that Arctos Publishing? Yes. I sent that Arctos uh, company once to Nick and he just broke his brain on us. So the Swedish evil verso Nick runs it lives in Budapest. And there's a few others, some guy who used to be a leader in the British National uh, Party. Um, mm. and, and a lot of these people have ties to Jobbik. Like Jobbik will like invite them to like yeah. I don't know, do something. To hang out Parties. Um, Nazi hang all... br- bring your kid to work day, but your kid also can be a Nazi. <laughs> Bring Dress your, your kid, kid up like your day. favorite SS officer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I think is maybe most embarrassing or most just the most sad part of the international all right movement are all of the like uh, PUA men's rights guys who moved to Budapest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Matt Forney, <laughs> who, who wrote that book about like getting getting laid in the philippines like as a backpack <laughs> um, if if you don't know who he is right now please look him up look up his photo uh, no further comments he just what's his name matt forney um oh, matt horney he lives in budapest yeah. um here's a little quote from him um this is from his blog uh wait this this weird wait no that's the guy uh, quote, imagine there's no leftists, it's easy if you try, no protests in the streets, and in front of us, Ew. only cute white girls. That world exists, and it's called <gasps> Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> and I was looking at his face while you also said that. Also just not yeah. true. <laughs> like, what, what is also- like? I also like the idea of him like to help people with like to cope with isolation and lockdown and the pandemic. He just like sings it in a video on Twitter with all his celebrity friends. <laughs> yeah, he and all the other all right people who live in Budapest. It's like SNL. Like they all live, they all work together and live together, but they're separated by Confessions of an online hustler. Yeah, this don't Yulia, it's it's dangerous to go to go down that intro. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's not worth it, Yulia. But like just the do fact the that Phil- there's what no do protests the Philippines? in the streets of Budapest. Like that's one thing that's like about Hungary, like there are huge I mean like uh, to the slave law, for example, there are huge waves of protests. Yeah. And it is kind of constructing yeah. in real time this like alt right uh, like uh, uh, vision of a country like yeah, they have, quote-unquote, the like levers of power that they think they need or their allies or mm. whatever they might want to call it. And they kind of have to tell themselves, like, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've always dreamed of. Mm. Um, yeah. one Dude, more there's the no way everything. this guy fucks. There's another American <laughs> in uh, Oh, my in God, that's he's a He's a far-right YouTuber named Ramsey Paul. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, yeah, I know. He tweeted, uh, Budapest is like Paris of the 1920s. Hashtag Hungary. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, they they have to they have to do this because like the guys they want are in charge, and if it's mm-hmm. not perfect, everything we've been like fighting or like agitating for is a lie, and they have to like square that circle. Um, that yeah. like as they like try to parse like the four words you need to order a coffee in Hungarian, yeah. um, and like accidentally call the uh, bartender a horse. It's 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 like uh, yeah, it, it's it's deeply upsetting. But uh, you actually you mentioned something very good there. Well, Rob, I just which, want to uh, add one us. more thing before we switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that the British National Party guy? Just to keep weaving in this religion theme, um, the lead, his name's Nick Griffin, 
And he's he yes. says he's not affiliated with the alt-right community in Budapest, but he is deeply involved with a radical Christian organization called the Knights Templar International. Oh, sick. Which has offices in the UK mm. and Hungary. His Twitter profile lists Budapest as one of his locations. The Knights Templar that, were invited that's international. to inspect the Hungarian border in 2015 by Jobbik Party member and mayor of Asat. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce anything. Asat Dalom, Laszlo Toroshkai. Mm. Um, yeah. So you have a lot. If you if you want to like incorporate uh, Christianity into your like new fascism, you have a lot of options in Hungary. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except Pentecost. Um, so I found out. I found out that our boy um, Matt Forn- Forney uh, also used mm-hmm. to be a regular writer on Return of Kings, and um, no. <laughs> yeah, and his latest articles, as in that the things that he wrote years ago. Um, the divorces of a fat dad aged 41 and one fourth is a poignant look at modern marriage. I don't know what that means. Um, something about then, uh, Lauren Southern and Martin Zena mm. being deported from the UK, which is awesome. But mm. Star Wars, The mm. Last Jedi is the worst movie of the decade. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Important journalism. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Orban, sir, I, I need you to ban all screenings of Star Wars, The Last Jedi in Hungary. Thank you. Yeah, three three <laughs> depressing realities about living in Eastern Europe. The downsides of living abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love how you can just be a complete nincompoop on the right, and just if you say bad words enough times, like you get an audience. Oh god, yeah. this guy Orban, is such a sir, fat I know you... fucking pig. <laughs> the the uh, the Matt Forney guy goes to Victor Orban like it's. Um... Like it's the first scene of The Godfather that he believes in in Hungary, and then he's asking him like, "Orban, I need you. the The girls in video games, their boobs are too small. They're the feminists are getting rid of the boobs. I need you. It's just in the Hungarian versions of the game to make them bigger, please. I believe in Hungary. It's like the German only versions of World War II games where they take out the swastika. <laughs> the Hungarian version just makes everyone like really hot, but they have to be white, of course. Of course, yes. Oh, but yeah, uh, Rob, you did mention one thing that kind of leads us to uh, modern day. Not uh, neatly wraps up our timeline here, which mm-hmm. is uh, the slave law. Something it has in common uh, with uh, the rest of Europe. You know, Austria getting in on that. <laughs> See, they're not so different. Yeah, no. Why don't Why don't they <laughs> hang out anymore? I don't understand. Damn. Um, but yeah, so like we had the 2018 election where the the rise of Jobbik is um, kind of dealt with very quickly. Um, we return with another supermajority of uh, using Fidesz. that classic tactic of just becoming really racist again. Yeah, yeah. yeah Charge up yeah. a racism spirit bomb. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Jobbik. <laughs> Become Jobbik. Um, Suck up Jobbik like they- the Kirby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Spit them out. The cell saga. It's the cell saga from Dragon Ball Z. He just Victor Orban just ate Jobbik and now has Jobbik's <laughs> powers. Makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have um they spent like after after this 2018 election, they they run a campaign more on like immigration and foreign meddling as like the big like we'll defend you from these things. And then they spend like 65 million euro to move the parliament to Buda Castle. So it's more ah, like the Horky yes, period. Patrick Star, mm-hmm. the Patrick Star fucking tactic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, and also like the one big thing they did after the 2018 election, bar what we talked about earlier, is introduce the slave law, which resulted in huge protests, mm-hmm. but then like nothing happened. Um, the slave law is still in effect. They've like increased the number of hours of overtime that the company can ask you to do. You don't get any <laughs> compensation. Like there's not one point five times compensation or whatever. Um, they can take up to three years. Your employer can take up three years to pay you for your wages. Uh, Fucking um, hell. Yeah, especially like increasing it from like two hundred fifty to four hundred hours. Mm. Like, what the fuck? And yeah. also like three years. <laughs> I can't I can't even imagine four hundred hours. <laughs> like, how, many, how many weeks is that? Like Don't ask me no, to do that I'm right not, on the spot. Saying, like, <laughs> well, uh it's like a weeks. it's a lot. Ten I weeks. mean if you work forty hours a week. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah there you go. So ten weeks of work. But um yeah, Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. Um and now we have 2019 in March. I just wanted to say this one because it's kind of important, but like just to kind of uh, paint the picture of like how Orban's right wing is not really that detached from the rest of Europe's right wing, which is 2019 in a conference in Budapest um, alongside Nicolas Sarkozy. Um, oh, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Nicolas Black People Smell Funny Sarkozy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, did a speech about how basically the great replacement is happening. So that's good. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of how Hungary <laughs> isn't that different from the rest of Europe. They're members of fucking EPP. Like I know it's bullshit yeah. and it like, it's, it's all just this, uh, whatever, like they're all just like pretending. It's something I didn't understand until Kieran's like, no, no, don't worry. That's that they, they just do this. That's all fronting. <laughs> but like, you can accept that. But the fucking uh, Politico Brussels uh, dweebs, they're the ones who care so yeah. much about this, like, uh, whatever, the, ooh, the EU politics and the coalitions and whatever. And then they're the ones yeah. trying to make Hungary out to be this, you know, dangerous, like, threat to liberal democracies as some foreign object. They're in the fucking mainstream group in the oh, EU. Yeah. How do they square yeah. that circle? You do we can't have hold any- both things yeah. to be true. You can't hold this, like, um, you know, Hungary to be this dangerous... Uh, you know, completely foreign yeah. element to your precious liberal democracy and just assume like, yeah, you know, but they're just an EPP. They work together. That's just what they do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing of like when we got, when we were talking about Poland and we found that article of like, uh, actually, uh, you guys are crazy. Poland's perfectly fine. And <laughs> it's that exact, like that exact same like mentality comes from like Hungarian conservatives are just like, oh, yeah, uh, don't fucking tell us what to do. Uh, We're a sovereign country, this and that and that. We vote our own way. You don't understand because you don't have the history of Hungary, a.k.a. you aren't a completely made up country like we are. Um, And I like I that's like kind of the last point that I obviously wanted to like get to in this in this in this topic is that then like every political scientist right now who is arguably garbage um, uses this rhetoric that like Hungary is like some like extraordinary um, specimen of democracy. Like, how did they get here? And this and that and mm-hmm. that. But and like this, these will be like mm-hmm. the same people then who will be like, "Well, golly gee, I don't understand the United States either. How could you know this reality star who's racist become president of the United States? Mm-hmm. I need to fucking look at well, the data. You don't understand? No, the US, exactly. Obviously, yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> kind of like like it's that exact same stupidity that then was like going around in like that post two thousand sixteen mm-hmm. election, like just like 
every every political science being dumbfounded of the country that they're actually supposed to be researching and being like, oh, how did how did this happen? Mm. And with Hungary, it's mm-hmm. like all the signs that like since the 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 end of the Soviet Union and just like well, racism and being reactionary is legal now. So let's double down on that as much as we can. It's just kind of this like really like logical point of that like well. Of course, like liberal democracy will end up being this hyper racist, hyper reactionary, um, hyper liberal, like economically liberal, like, you know, with the with the slave law, quote unquote, of, you yeah. know, the economy line go up is the most important thing for Hungarian GDP. It does not fucking matter how or whose toes get stepped on. Mm. And line go up. We lie about lying about. Other yeah, yeah, exactly. And it really yeah. is. It really is just so baffling to me how then like political scientists will like stare, like look at you just straight in the eye and be like, yep, Hungary is detached from liberal democracy. And it's like, no, nah, it kind of sounds like the end point for a lot of like what these parties want to do. And Hungary is definitely the example <laughs> that they're, that they want to be like, especially like in the American right, as like Rob was. They saying. started as a centrist yeah, exactly. party. But. Oh dear. Maybe Yulia could mm. could chime in mm. on that. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Yulia? Yeah, I thought I thought we maybe we wanted to talk about some of the policies, but maybe I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, go for it. What do you got? Like since we're already talking about that and, and like the slave laws, how mm. they call it, what they call it, and as Nick said, you know, Kind of like uh, being openly fascist or racist. Hmm. So this is actually the like public work program. <laughs> so since you only can get like uh, unemployment money for three months in in um, Hungary, they introduced this like the public work program that they called National Work Plan, very much inspired by the totalitarian regime of the nineteen uh, thirties in Hungary. Wonder, that wonder who same... was controlling that. <laughs> And it had the same fucking name. Uh, it was very anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the idea behind this is... Um, well, it's basically that you have to accept any employment opportunity. It doesn't mm. matter what level of skill you have. So we have that similar with, like, Job Center here. But it also has this weird public work program that means you have to, if, if there's no uh, employment opportunity, you have to work for the government. You have to do like public work. You have to work like in, in a public sphere, which is really weird. Mm. You know? It's like, okay, we can take you like to do something for us, for the government, you know, or for, yeah, the, yeah, or yeah. for the uh, municip- uh, municipality or something. And there's a lot of like uh, loopholes because uh, especially the local governments can't uh, provide a lot of, um, well, they can't provide a lot of jobs, you know, in, in this like uh, 30 days attendance program. Hmm. Um, so a lot of the time they use this as a loophole to, um, especially like, uh, especially racist mayors use this to exclude Roma from the program. Right. So you have to do you have to do the thirty days program to work for like a public institution. If not, you can't get on the social welfare program. Mm. Um, so you like uh, there are cases that a lot of the times like Roma women were excluded from it for wearing traditional costumes or something like, in you know, yeah. like any any kind of reason or um, in uh, in. Reach in regions where or in villages where uh, Jobbik is uh, in power, so the right wing party, um, 
they don't even distribute the information about public work programs to the Roma families. So, yeah. 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 Just saving the, yourself a lot of work, I guess. Yeah. So this is like one one uh, policy example you have. You also have this uh, fun family policy. These fun family policies that are obviously favoring the traditional family. Mm. You have it in the constitution that the family shall be based on the marriage of a man and a woman. Yep. Immediately mm. excluding any like uh, any kind of like that that is not not in a traditional uh, yeah uh, nothing same sex marriage. nothing yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you have a lot of like tax breaks for. Can you call that tax breaks? Yeah, <laughs> the tax benefits for for uh, rich Hungarian families because if you expand the income of better off families, this and in, in the like urban mindset or like whatever like his party's mindset mm. will uh, lead to uh, more fertility among better off families. Nice. <laughs> Because more, money even, makes me horny. Exactly. If you get even richer, of course you want to have more kids. Always, <laughs> that always happens. That always works out. Yeah. So you know, the, like, look at all the millionaire, billionaire families with like 10 kids. Look at all those rich countries like Germany, Japan and their birth rates. The German birth rate is 10 kids per family. <laughs> And of course, you have like stuff like this, like um, that you can't have... Um, What's it called? Um, gender. Yeah, gender reassignment. Reassignment, search mm. reasons, stuff like that. So everything. This is like something that they are on the front line with. Yeah, like, off, off, off. Yeah. That's the word. Off is like it, it's so obvious. It's like the textbook. The what? Like it's it's all right. No, whatever you call that, not all right. But like and the new right one on one, what they are doing in their policies, you know, like yeah. like seeing gender and LGBT um, um, stuff as as being the enemy of of the nation, you know, this mm. made up place called Hungary. <laughs> it's just, it's just so, it's so obvious. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just so obvious, and I'm like, and that, this is like interesting. What Rob uh, brought up is like, okay, it's so obvious, but nobody's doing anything, you know? Yeah, it's still like a lovely part of the EU. And here's our money. Put your billboards against abortion up, please. No, the European <laughs> Union slapped them on the hand for that. They didn't do anything else, but they said, "Hey, why are you doing that?" Yeah. And then that was the, that was yeah, the extent was... of it. <laughs> And Hungary was like, they, to preserve they, the white race, that's why. And they're all like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. The, 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 the EU sent them a, a, an ang- like a, a gif of Amy Polner making an angry face from uh, Parks and Recreations. So that's, uh, oh, that'll do it. But sure showed them. Yeah. And then and, Hungary sent a gif and then they got banned on Twitter for in Germany. <laughs> by the way have you uh, ever gotten like very weird random fact or whatever have you ever gone and looked at old ben shapiro tweets and just seen how many of them are banned in germany oh <laughs> interesting really oh yeah a lot of them are <laughs> oh interesting yeah. i mean um what did i want to say i'm sorry it's okay ah oh, fuck <laughs> okay. no but yeah just another thing like they're like they actually like banned every kind of gender studies in hungary what if i want to study dudes yeah just dudes having fun just doing, <laughs> just doing guy shit 
Is that, that before or after like the, the, the whole university, the cent- what is it called, Central European University? The yeah. Central European yeah, University, down. which is, yeah, exactly, yeah. Sarge Foundation University. Oh, that especially, like, just the, like, like uh, you know, the international Jew fucking conspiracy that then is... is yeah. uh, yeah. At the heart like so of like Soros like... of 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 uh, uh, Orban's whole thing about Soros is that like I know. it's obviously a front of yeah let's just pick on the one this one really famous Jewish guy but they do not hide yeah. the anti-Semitism there. <laughs> no. I know like it's so much it's, as I said it's like he fucking like gets his ideas from the internet. Or yeah. like, seriously, it's like oh, this sounds interesting. Or- Orban, my next speech. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Orban is like I don't know. Back in like the early two thousands, Orban is like the one friend for all of Hungary who like discovered Ebom's world before anyone else and doesn't <laughs> share it with his friends and just like resays the jokes to them. And everyone's like, "Oh man, you're so funny. Where do you get this <laughs> stuff?" I was like, oh, off the top of my dome, guys. <laughs> well, all of his other exactly. friends are fucking like, uh, they're just rewatching the End of the World clip over and over and over again. <laughs> I think that was actually on Ebomb's uh, World, actually. Fuck, never mind. Yeah, no, he, 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 he basically said the entire speech of the End of the World thing to all, his, to all of Hungary, and they're like, damn, dude, that's so great. Let me vote for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have like one kind of like paragraph. Uh, that I would like to read that I found uh, that I think summarizes everything quite well. Uh, we can end on that, maybe. Yeah, I have one speech um, I want to give. Um, this is not normal. <laughs> we have to defend Europe. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, like, if you want to look at the future, like, um, I do think it's a, it's a very innovative uh, form of uh, fascism, right? Like, there's big protests in the streets, and then you just kind of let that peter out. You don't need to crack so many skulls. Mm. Just keep posting those right wing memes. Um, pass laws that are like you gotta you gotta start your hustle. If you don't come out of this with a new skill, then you're whatever. <laughs> and like then it, the the system just keeps going. Like it's definitely uh, it's definitely a postmodern uh, version of uh, authoritarianism that's brewing. Yeah, yeah. Pepe's are still cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pepe's very innovative. They they weren't lying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it very much like falls in line with like what we 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 as sociologists <laughs> would like consider the new right, you know, like yeah, it's just like seeking for like an international alliance with other right wing governments, having like a little chat and a friends group. I bet they do have a chat. Probably, I think um, like, I think like, Orban and Bolsonaro are probably the most. Like they they know the hot memes like Kieran was saying, and they send them to the group chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they've got like they've paid for the uh, something awful forums membership, so they see all the good tweets. <laughs> yeah, I just I, um, I, I on on one last note before Kieran reads this thing, I always just wonder at what point then is a party then classified within this group of the, like, as, as we want to call it, like, the, like, the DM neo-Nazi groups or whatever. Like, Orban's mm. very obvious, but, like, you know, Fidesz started as, like, a relatively run-of-the-mill post-Soviet mm-hmm. or post, you know, Warsaw Pact conservative party. Um, same thing with PIS, but then, like, what... 
I I don't know. I like I'm always kind of like confused of when it, if if we look at then like uh, for example like uh, Neotomakratia did a similar tactic that then Fidesz is doing with the mm. be more racist to combat the Nazis and you'll like take in their votes. But yet whenever we talk about that party, it's never in the sense of like that they're also part of this. Even though I would personally put them in that same group, so it's I don't know. Like it's just like a weird like kind of. Yeah, who is and who's like who gets the rose for being a neo-Nazi party and who doesn't? Well, I would say maybe Yulia can can clarify, but I I, I would say that yeah. uh, Fidesz lines up much more with neo-Democratia, and Jobbik is the like yeah 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 no no Jobbik is Jobbik yeah. and, and what's it called and, and Golden Dawn had like relations with one another, but it's just that whenever we talk about the Fidesz now, they're on the same <laughs> level as if you would talk about a Golden Dawn <laughs> or Jobbik. Um, but they politically really aren't. They are more in, in common with, you know, with, yeah, with yeah, Neo-Democratia. They use similar tactics what? and whatnot. I, th- I thought, like, that is the one, yeah. I mean, what I was talking about before is, hmm. like, yeah, as, as I said, very, like, you're, they are very selective about, like, what they are doing, what, what they are using, what kind of... But, of course, this ideology behind that, this narrative, is what sells it to the people. Yeah. You know? So you can have like tax breaks only for rich Hungarian families and and the not so well off Hungarian families still think you're a cool dude because you have an you have like a um something to identify with, you know, like a nation, something beautiful. So like something to to convince you to conquer yeah. you in that sense kind of so that's what what you know, as long as yeah. you still play kind of play not by the rules or break them from time to time, sheet from time to time, and you still like kind of play by the rules. You still have elections, stuff mm. like that. The you will say like, oh yeah, that wasn't cool what you were doing, but I, I guess you're still a democracy, you know. <laughs> I mean, they did that with the changes of the constitution, um, and that is why they did it through amendments a lot because you still have you still have all the like rights that the EU yeah. wants you to have in your constitution. You still have that in the constitution. Or like they call it basic law or something like that. Yeah. Wow, Rosa, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> but you have all these amendments. Rosa's well, very upset like with, like with, a, with you talking bad about Victor Orban. <laughs> I know she's a great old <laughs> <laughs> This cat. She ran from very far left to very far right. <laughs> uh, no, she started as a liberal like Democrat. <laughs> Mr. Orban, sir, I, 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 none of your tax breaks uh, affect me, but uh, I loved your new Kuiper Museum you built in Budapest. I go there every weekend. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I loved how conservatism is the new punk rock was engraved in gold on the stairs when you walk in. Yeah. I love how the like the uh, the um, the guide has the voice of Paul Joseph Watson. On the headset, when you go around, it's pretty sick. Mr. Orban, please look into what's going on in Malmo. (laughs) (laughs) I personally am pissed off that Orban has said nothing about what's going on in South Africa, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) The white South African fireworks. But yeah, as I said, like you can weaken, you can weaken important like um, concepts of democracy, like checks and balances, you know, or. or take away rights of the uh, justitia, yeah, uh, ju- ju- judiciary, judicial, yeah, judiciary, judiciary yep. yeah, ju- yeah. That's what I wanted. That's what I, that is what I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> but as long as you still have like all these cute like uh, things that the EU 
is based on, or you mm. still have it on paper, you know, and you still don't go the full way to fascism or something like that. Yeah. And, and you're very smart in using, you know, EU money and the instruments and, and your constitution. Use it like It's kind of like a play with the constitution, you know, like writing all these amendments or like, it's like this peacock dance what Kieran told us about. Yeah, the peacock dance. It's, it's actually, that's what he does with like democracy and, and not going full fash. Mm. So, like, kind of like, I don't know. So I just yeah. want to uh, close out this one a little bit, which I think does a nice job of summarizing pretty much everything we've said. And it's from an article um, by uh, Imre Ziyato. Oh, mm. uh, mispronounced that, but still, it's a, it's a Hungarian name. Uh, it's called uh, Victor Orban is using the coronavirus emergency to crush minorities. Um, <laughs> That's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you normally have to to unlock that power when you're at level 65. But Victor Orban, you know how to, you know, got the has. He's a starting bonus. He has the game shark that he's using, so he's. Uh, Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) But uh, this is a paragraph I found from this article that did a good job of like summarizing and basically agrees with everything we've said in this podcast. So that's nice. Um, (laughs) Cool. Yeah. so here it goes. Fidesz runs with a strategy referred to as Velvet Fist, a strategy based on media manipulation, the bending of institutional rules, corruption, gerrymandering, and skillful art of crafting laws that are designed to destroy perceived opponents such as universities and NGOs. While there is self-censorship in the media, which will likely worsen as a result of the emergency bill, Putin-esque tactics of so, such as locking up or otherwise physically threatening journalists have thus far been absent from Fidesz's playbook. But these critiques by those allowed to critique, including external critics within the EU, are all toothless. As Foreign Minister Peter Ziyarto, uh, a member of Fidesz, put it, the dogs bark, but the caravan carries on. And uh, yeah, I, I think that summarizes uh, how they just keep going and do whatever they want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Okay. Oh. So uh, with that, that's been another episode of Previously in Europe. Um, <laughs> fuck! Oh, I'm so tired. Okay, hang on. I'm hitting the mic. Hitting the mic. Hitting was that, was, was, was that intentional? Or did you actually fuck up? No, it was... I actually, actually fucked up. Uh, cause oh my I, god, keep that in. <laughs> I'm so tired, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um... Yeah, so with that, this has been a, another episode of Border Spatey. God damn it. <laughs> right uh, podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, join, us, uh, join us next week when we talk about some other um, lovely things that make everyone happy to hear. Um, Will we, though? Like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, before, before we go, um, uh, I, I believe uh, Yulia wanted to correct the record about something that happened last week. Very, very briefly, uh, Rob was reading a quote from an Austrian businessman, and he, in his, uh, in his native German, Austrian, Austrian German, uh, he said a slur, and we didn't realize it was a slur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's it's interesting because I think uh, a lot of people are not uh, aware of that and still use it because it's so like 
I can barely so, say the German word for table. I'm definitely not going to know the slurs. <laughs> it's so embedded in 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 like German languages and other languages, hmm. but especially in German. <laughs> um, I think Dutch say it as well, but I'm not sure. So it it is this word. I mean, I'm not repeating it because cool. you know. I'm not going to reproduce it. Um, it's like it has its 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 like roots in in the colonial uh, times, um, uh, and especially the German colonial times in Southwest Africa. Oh, goody! Uh, the colonies, yeah. Um, and it was it was like a term that was, I think it was actually made. It, it comes from like the Dutch, I think. Mm. I'm I'm not sure, but it's it is well, it is a word to to describe, you know, like um, people living in in this area, and using it in in in, in the context, you always use it in a like bad context, like yeah. oh, it it is dirty, as if we were right there among you know these people. Okay. Or something like that. So it was always, or or like, yeah, yeah. It's always like, oh, he sieht ja aus wie bei. So yeah. it's always used in like a bad connotation, um, kind of like um, saying that people that come from uh, Southwest Africa are not living like people, or not civilized, and not, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's in general, I didn't know that. In general, <laughs> it's always, yeah, this, this, <laughs> well, obviously, we didn't know that. This is what happens I, when I you can use on the podcast. The, I can act we like just, every uh, like dad online who's like, I was just quoting a rap song. I can be like, I was just quoting the UFLP <laughs> politician's text. Oh, I didn't know. I mean... You're not the only one knowing that because, like, there Marius Müller Westerhagen, who is like a German rock musician, called his fucking uh, live album from 2011 <laughs> music. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck? It's 2011. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're all very sorry. We're all very sorry. Off Deutsch. Es tut mir leid. So this is what happens when Yuli is on the podcast. Uh, we just say German slurs um, without knowing what they are. We just think they're like place names or something. I don't know. Um, also, in, in in a lighter note to end on, uh, we're going to do regular Twitch streams until this like coronavirus lockdown is kind of done. Uh, every second Saturday, we did one on the 11th, which was this Saturday just gone, and there'll be another one on the 25th. We're going to do all sorts of weird things. We'll play video games and we'll draw. Uh, we'll talk about how anime boys... The usual stuff. Nice. So if, yeah, twitch.tv forward slash corner spatey. Spatey spelled the way you have to spell things when you don't have an umlaut. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's that's it for us. Bye, guy. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.